Welcome to the Mind Bay Podcast, the show that delves deep into the realms of entrepreneurship, inspiration, motivation, manifestation, and the power of the subconscious mind. I'm your host, Evie, and I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey towards unlocking your full potential. Each week, we'll be diving into thought-provoking conversations and sharing valuable insights to hone your mindset and create extraordinary success in your life. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a budding business owner, or simply seeking inspiration to pursue your passions, this podcast is designed to uplift, motivate, and provide you with the tools and strategies you need to thrive both personally and professionally. Are you ready to tap into the limitless power of your mind and unleash your entrepreneurial spirit? Then you're in the right place. Get ready to explore topics like mindset hacks, manifestation techniques, overcoming challenges, and finding that perfect balance between business and well-being. With each episode, I aim to empower you with actionable steps, real-life stories of triumph, and insights that will help you break through the barriers and create a life of abundance and fulfillment. So join me every week as we embark on this transformative journey together. Subscribe now and get ready to awaken your mind, ignite your passion, and become the best version of yourself. This is the Mind Bay Podcast, and I'm your host, Evie. Let's dive in. Hey there, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another empowering episode of the Mind Babe podcast. Today, we're diving into the fascinating world of our subconscious mind. Rewiring the subconscious mind is kind of my jam. It's what I live for. It's how I mainly created my success, and it's what I help my clients to do inside my one-on-one coaching program, The Limitless Entrepreneur. And honestly, I don't know why I haven't created this podcast episode before because this subject is what I live for. But here we are, we're going to dive deep into it so that by the end of this episode, you start to realize that in fact, you are limitless and you can achieve anything and that the only thing standing in your way right now is the negative beliefs and behaviors that you're currently having. Now, When you get into self-development or you want to improve your mindset, you often hear about the power of positive thinking. And we all know that when you think more positively, life and business gets to be so much more fun. We're more fulfilled and we can get out of that dark place that we sometimes need to face. But have you ever wondered why it's so hard to make these mental changes that will lead us to better outcomes? Because it's easy to come up with what we need to do that will get us results in our life and business. And especially now in December with the new year coming up, everyone is thinking about their new year's resolutions. Why is it that most people fail to follow through on exactly achieving their goals or following through on their resolutions? I'll tell you why. It's not that you're lazy. It's not that you don't have the time, which if you're honest with yourself, is an excuse you use way too many times and it's definitely not because you don't have what it takes. The reason you can't follow through on the things that you said you were going to do is simply because you haven't rewired your mind to success and follow through on something new and unfamiliar. You see, our subconscious mind is the part of our mind that operates below the level of conscious awareness. Our subconscious mind is like a big storage room that holds all of our dominant thoughts, emotions, habits, behaviors, and perceptions. Our subconscious mind controls about 95% of our brain, while our conscious mind only holds about 5% of it. 
So the thoughts that you have on a daily basis, whether they're positive or negative, are rooted in your subconscious mind. If you're aware of your thoughts, you'll notice that you're actually having the same thoughts today as you were having yesterday. We have around 60,000 thoughts a day. So I think it's fair to say that it would be quite an impossible task to keep track of them all. But 90% of them are repeated thoughts rooted in our subconscious. And it's not only our thoughts, it's the habits as well. A perfect example of an unconscious habit that a lot of us have today is just grabbing our phone the moment we open our eyes and just scrolling our socials in the morning after we turn off our alarm. A lot of times we're not even aware of this habit and we're just doing it because we've repeated this behavior enough times that it formed a neural pathway in our brain and now it's an unconscious behavior that we do. Another example would be driving your car from home to work or to another familiar place that you often need to go to. Sometimes you arrive at your destination and it's like you have no idea how you suddenly got there. During your drive, you were probably thinking of other things like, did I respond to my emails? Or maybe you were going over your to-do list. But your body was unconsciously driving you to your destination because it got so familiar with the road to get there. And this can actually cause a little bit of trouble when you need to get need to do a detour or you have an unexpected place that you need to go to before you go home. And then all of a sudden you're driving on autopilot and you realize it's too late and you had to take another road. That only goes to show how much of our daily life is dominated by our subconscious mind and how we're mostly living on autopilot. When you get up in the morning, the first thing that you do It's like your body is just driving you and you're just following. That also means that the way that we think and feel on a daily basis can have a big impact on our life and business. And so the most important thing to know is that our subconscious mind is programmed from the moment we're born up to today through repetitive patterns. Your brain is like a powerful software and just like the programs on your computer, whatever is programmed in your brain software will ultimately determine how your body responds to situations and the emotions you experience. And then based on those emotions and perceptions, you will naturally take an action in a certain way. To give you an example, imagine you're facing a challenging situation. Let's say you're going live on social media to promote your business. Now, how you feel and react in that moment is a direct result of the programming in your subconscious mind. If you've been programmed that you're confident and capable, your approach going live with a sense of calm sees the opportunity to shine. But if you're experiencing some doubt and limiting beliefs in your mental software, thinking of all the bad scenarios that might happen and thinking that you're not good enough, well, that may lead to feeling anxiety and having a lack of confidence, and you might even put off going live completely. Now, there's different things that could have influenced that programming in your subconscious mind. You, it might have been that you've had an experience in the past where you had to do a presentation in front of your classmates and they started laughing at you. In that moment, you may have experienced emotions of embarrassment or incapability followed by fear or not feeling safe, which in turn turn on your fight, flight, or freeze response in your body where your heart rate is going up You start sweating and you can feel all your muscles tighten up. It's important to note that those emotional and physical sensations can get stored not only in your mind, but also in your body. 
it's almost like a little piece of that experience gets imprinted within you, making it feel like a very traumatic event. Now, when we talk about trauma, we often think of these horrific, unimaginable events. But the truth is, trauma can come from experiences like the one I just shared. It's not about comparing or minimizing the pain. It's about acknowledging and understanding how seemingly small moments can have a big impact on our lives. That that one negative comment that you received one time when you put yourself out there can limit you today from showing up as your authentic self. Because you may not remember that situation today, but your subconscious does. And that's why we often say, I don't know why, but I just can't do this or I can't just do that. It's because of these generalizations our brain makes when it comes to certain situations. Our brain processes around 74 gigabytes of information every day, which is equal to watching around 16 movies. As we process this huge amount of information, our brain filters. It prioritizes, it processes, and it processes it based on various factors like relevance, the emotional significance, and also the attention. So this filtering process allows your brain to manage the immense amount of data it receives and then make sense of the world around us. And this process our brain is going to do is mainly going to do three things, which is either generalize, delete, or distort information. So to get back to the previous examples that I talked about, going live on social media versus doing a presentation in front of your classmates are two different situations. But because they are similar, your brain is going to generalize these two situations. And now you're going to start physically experiencing the past in your mind and body. So you may experience the sweating and your heart rate going up and your muscles start to tighten as you're feeling some fear and unsafety just by thinking of going live. And since you feel that way, you start creating thoughts that are justifying or making sense of what you're feeling. And since you sense danger in your body, it doesn't feel safe to take the action of going live. And so you're going to take on behavior that makes it feel more safe so you can move away from the threat and go to the safe side. This could look like you plan your life event, but then you're overcomplicating it. So you're putting in so much of this unnecessary work to do beforehand. And you're focused on all of these different easy and safe tasks. And you just push the date of your life event further and further. And then eventually you start procrastinating. Speaking of procrastinating, if you're a professional pro procrastinator like I was, and sometimes I still am, um, know that procrastination is also a form of not feeling safe about doing something. Procrastination is sneaky. I hate it when people say I'm a procrastinator because you are not a procrastinator. You are, have a habit of procrastinating. I think I heard Mel Robbins say this. But procrastination disguises itself as laziness or lack of motivation. But at its core, it's rooted in something deeper. It's a way of our minds to protect ourselves from the potential risk and uncertainties that come with taking a certain action. So if you're struggling with procrastination, the first step would be to recognize that procrastination is a natural response to feeling unsafe. It's our mind's way of protecting us from the fear of failure or the unknown that might threaten our safety. This is a mechanism that is built deep within us humans. It's the primal part of our brain that is designed to keep us safe, to keep us alive. Because whether we want it or not, our brain and body is always, always 
always going to prioritize survival over anything else. Because there's no point in doing anything if you're dead. Our primal instincts have been hardwired into our very being from this fr- since the dawn of humanity. And it's also incredible to think how this survival mechanism has guided our ancestors through the threats of the past, where running from bears and tigers was a daily occurrence. But although our environments have drastically changed, we're not longer living in the woods, or at least not most of us, our brains and body haven't quite caught up to the modern world. Our primal instincts are still on high alert, ready to protect us from any perceived threats, whether they're actually life-threatening or not. So it's important to recognize that we have this mechanism inside of us, but that there's always a way to deal with it, in a way that it doesn't have to hold us back from the things that we feel in our body as being unsafe. We may not be running from bears or tigers anymore, but threats have evolved into something more intangible, like fear of failure, rejection, or fear of uncertainty. And while these fears may not carry any same physical danger, they can still halt our progress and they can keep us trapped in our comfort zones and make us behave in a way that is sabotaging our desired success. Because our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. For example, when you look at a movie that is very suspenseful, even though if you're not living that experience of the character that is playing in that movie, um, of let's say like the character is drowning, is drowning in a bunker or they're being chased by a bad guy, you're going to feel those sensations in your body. Your muscles are going to tense. Your heart rate is going to go up and you'll start breathing more shortly. I know for myself, I can't watch any horror movies or thrillers because I just suffer through the whole experience. I also think that some people are more sensitive to this than others because my husband can just watch the most wild things. And I find it very traumatic to watch, especially when it involves kids. My mother hearts is bleeding when I see kids suffer on a video or whatever. And my husband doesn't really have to, doesn't seem to have any physical effects on certain videos that I, that I see. So I think it definitely also varies from person to person as well. And I think some people are more resistant than others. I know for myself, I need to do more work in regulating my nervous system than my husband does. And it also depends on our own individual experiences we had in life. For example, I am more of a sensitive person. I'm more sensitive to seeing kids suffer now than I was maybe 10 years ago when I didn't have a child myself. But the powerful thing is that we can regulate our survival brain. We can regulate our nervous system so that we can feel safe in perceived threatening situations. And we can rewire our subconscious mind. So no matter what you've experienced or what you've been taught in the past, you have the power to rewrite your story. It's like having a pen in your hands ready to create a new narrative filled with empowerment, growth, and success. Now, how do you do this? How do you rewire your subconscious mind? It starts with a deep understanding that your past does not define you. It may have influenced you in how you think or behave today, but you can change that. And you can change in a way that it's lasting through knowing how to rewire your subconscious mind and regulating your nervous system so you can feel safe in your body and mind 
This is exactly what I do inside my one-on-one coaching program and what I've done for myself to get to where I am today. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, back in 2017, I became a new mom and my husband and I were jobless, which led us to live on welfare for a while. We were dead and broke. We were living in a small one-bedroom apartment, barely getting by. And then a year later, we started our own business from scratch and we scaled it to six figures in less than five years. But it took a lot of unlearning and reprogramming old beliefs and behaviors to get there. So the best way I found to access the subconscious mind is when you're in a calm and relaxed state. That's why emotional regulation is so, so important and also necessary before you dive into any of subconscious rewiring techniques. If you're in a stressed state and you want to rewire your subconscious mind and you're in that fight, flight, or freeze response, your brain's capacity is going to be reduced. Because when you're in survival mode, it doesn't care about learning anything new. It only cares about surviving in that moment to get through the moment of stress and nothing else. It's going to just scream, survival, survival, survival. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie inside out where these emotions like anger and fear starting to take control over the actions in the mind of that girl that they were playing in that movie and then you had one other emotion joy that was poorly standing by they're like what what is happening or if you're a mom and your child is upset and you just say just calm down that's not what they're going to do what they're going to do is get even more upset or this could be the other way around too right when someone is telling you just calm down You're going to be in full stress mode and you're going to get even angrier. You're not going to be open to that suggestion of like calm down. So it's perfectly normal to experience stress and anxiety from time to time. After all, we're all human and life is full of ups and downs. But when you want to rewire your subconscious thoughts, you need to get into that calm state and slow down the brainwave state so your subconscious is more open to change. And it's going to absorb the new information and beliefs and behaviors you want to install that much better. So that's where you can do breathing exercises, EFT tapping, going for a walk in nature, taking a cold shower or a warm bath or listening to relaxing music or any other somatic technique that you can use to get into that calm and relaxed state. So that would always be your first step, get into a relaxed state before you get into any subconscious rewiring technique. So now for the subconscious rewiring techniques, what can you do? This is going to depend a little bit if you're working with someone who specializes in rewiring the subconscious or not. That's going to look a little bit different. So in my program, I use neuro-linguistic programming, neuro-energetic encoding, hypnosis, and EFT. These are more specialized techniques, but there are also some things that you can do that doesn't require these, and they can still have a big impact to rewire your subconscious mind. So the first thing to know is that repetition is the mother of the subconscious rewiring. And this is used a lot in marketing and advertising. These techniques are also used in sales because marketing agencies know about the subconscious mind and they know how it influences our buying behavior. So if you've ever looked at any commercial, you've been rewired (laughs) in a way. So you'll see a commercial until you know the jingle by heart. 
And then it's no surprise that you start buying the product in the store that speaks to you in a very weird way. You don't know why, but it feels like you need to buy that or it makes you feel a certain way when you see it. Um, when I say, for example, you probably immediately know that I'm loving it is going to come after. Or you may even see the McDonald's clown or the famous yellow M in your mind's eye. That's a way where you've been subconsciously programmed. And you can also see a lot of product placement in certain series or movies or in sports games. That's a lot of subliminal messaging that is going on in marketing to influence sales. But to use it on yourself, you can also repetitively listen to positive affirmations or speak them out loud. The first few times they're going to feel uncomfortable. Maybe they're going to feel like a lie. But when you do it enough times, over time, you start to ingrain it into your subconscious and you start to really believe it. It becomes your new way of thinking. You can use affirmations in meditations. So you can get into that relaxed state of mind and then you hear the affirmations. So they enter your subconscious a lot easier. You can also listen to subliminal recordings, which are affirmations at a volume or a frequency that is below the threshold of your conscious awareness. I have a few recordings of subliminals on my YouTube channel if you want to give that one a try. And then the next is visualizations. Visualizations are super effective in rewiring your subconscious. I like to use this in the morning to visualize my day ahead and then just visualize my goals. And Because with visualization, you activate the mind-body connection. And when you visualize the goal as you've accomplished it, you start feeling the good sensations in your body and you can actually start to feel safe in your body before you achieve the goal. So let's say you want to become a public speaker, but it seems very scary to go out there in front of strangers. And when you think about it now, you maybe notice your chest tighten and feel scared. But when you begin visualizing and practice your speeches in your mind first and you visualize the best case scenario, you start to feel good and it becomes familiar and comfortable. And because it feels comfortable in your body and familiar, taking that leap and going out there in the world doesn't really seem as scary anymore and your public speaking becomes more effortlessly and natural. A lot of athletes do this to enhance their performance and this is also proven by neuroscience as well where they did a study where they wanted to find out if just thinking about moving certain muscles could make them stronger even without doing any real exercises. So in this study, they picked the little finger and elbow muscles since those are super important for everyday stuff. And they gathered 30 healthy people and split them up into three groups. One thought about just moving their little finger. Another thought about bending their elbow and a group, another group just hang out for measurements without doing any visualizations. Also, six did regular finger exercises. So the visualization sessions, they lasted for 15 minutes a day, for five days a week, for 12 weeks. And guess what? The finger thinkers got 35% stronger. The elbow thinkers got 13.5% stronger. That's how powerful visualization is. Just by visualizing, they got stronger. So I would consider visualization the number one tool in subconscious rewiring, really, because that's where the manifestation happens so rapidly. This is also the simplest way to explain manifestation. It's what's imagined in your mind manifesting itself into physical form. If you imagine fear, 
fear is going to manifest itself instantly in your body. When you think of happy moments in your life, you're going to start to feel more joyful, more exciting, and more calm. Another great tool, if you don't like to visualize or sit still and get into a dreamy state, is writing. Writing about your goals, how you feel after you've achieved them. One thing I like to do is write letters to my past self. As you're writing, you're unconsciously visualizing, but your conscious awareness is on holding your pen and putting down the words. So that's another technique that I really like to use. So we've covered regulating your nervous system, affirmations, either listening to recordings, reading them out loud, or listening to music with affirmations in them, visualization, and writing. Those are the practices that I have experienced to be most effective before using NLP, neural energetic encoding, EFT, and hypnosis. Of course, these modalities speed up the process a bit because they work so much more effectively. And that was it for today's episode. I hope you learned something and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me on this transformative journey through the realms of the mind on the MindBay podcast. I hope you gain valuable insights and tools to unleash the power of your mind. If you're hungry for more mind-expanding content, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode and you'll be the first to know when new content is released. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on social media and share your favorite moments, key takeaways, and any questions or topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at mindbabe.co to join our growing community of curious minds. If you're ready to take your mind mastery journey even further, consider joining my exclusive one-on-one coaching program, The Limitless Entrepreneur. Visit my website, www.mindbabe.co to learn more and apply. Lastly, if you find value in my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your reviews help me to reach more people on their quest to unlock the infinite potential of their minds. Thank you for being a part of the MindBabe community. Together, let's continue to explore boundless wonders of the mind and create a life filled with purpose, growth, and limitless possibilities. This is Evie signing off. Until next time, keep expanding, keep evolving, and keep embracing the extraordinary power of your mind.